Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no FAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Reston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to the Chauncey Show. We're always right and never left. We put God first and politics second. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. We have an exciting show for you lined up today. We have a former congressional candidate from New York running for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. He is an American patriot, a freedom fighter, and he's been on the front line of most major causes throughout the country fighting for our children and for our freedom. Let me welcome to the show U.S. Senate candidate for Pennsylvania, Israel Cruz. Hello. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Good. Uh, Talk a little bit about yourself and who you are and how you got involved in politics. Well, my name is Israel Cruz, um, Hispanic, born in Puerto Rico. Uh, came here to the United States four years old, and from that point on, grew up here in the state of New York and with um, family back and forth from New York to Pennsylvania with family. Uh, what got me into politics is the simple fact that I see the people that are currently in office, they are complacent and they are just laid back about all these problems, all these things that I suffered on the ground level, gun violence and, and um, what is it, everything that we go through on a daily basis is as if they get voted in and then they don't care. And I said, you know what, I've been on the, le- on the lower level of this. I've seen how things have progressed, how they went from, or let's just not say progress because that's not a progression. They've gone from bad to worse, as we say, Guatemala to Guatepeol in Spanish. And literally... I said, these guys ain't going to do anything. So I have to be the change that I want. That's why I'm, in, I'm running. Talk about some of the issues that you're concerned about that affect the state of Pennsylvania. One of the issues is the, job, the joblessness. One thing that's actually hitting all over the United States, but in Pennsylvania, people are 
businesses are having problems. Whatever business is getting uh, is open and can have workers because of what Biden is doing, they can't hire workers. And then the ones who do want to work, like the, the Keystone Pipeline and other things like that, things that are that have to do with oil, gas, and he went and stymied it. He destroyed it. For I don't understand why he did this, but it, it doesn't. Mine is not to understand, but to fix the situation. What ideas do you have to help the jobless claims or rate that is so low right now in Pennsylvania? What ideas do you have to try to create an economic boom or jobs in your state? I'm hoping to actually follow through what uh, Donald Trump did. You know, we could just do some regulation here where taxes could be lowered down because um, this is not the time for taxes to be high in any shape, manner, or form. When the people don't have, you don't tax them. When the people start working, then you can actually, you know, the more people that work, the more taxes could come in. Another thing is, you know, bringing in uh, development in some sort of shape, manner, shape, or form. Literally, like right now where I live, it's a small town, but nevertheless, the people are actually rallying and working together in order to actually create small businesses around. I'm doing one myself, my own small business with my mom, with my wife. So what what we need is um, resources for them to be able to get that done because the federal government can't really fix anything. It's usually more the the people working together, but if they don't have resources or the ability to get it done because the federal government is hindering them, then we're not going to have any type of growth. And it almost feels like that's exactly what they want. So what are the other issues? Uh, Jobs, we know are very, very important. What are the other issues uh, in Pennsylvania that are affecting your state that you'd like to try to help to correct? Um, Let's see. There, the one of them that I I actually spoke to people about is uh, they don't want their their guns taken away from them, and they're afraid that because Biden is now in office, I'm pro I'm pro Second Amendment 100. percent I I see that as I speak to people, especially Australia, where 12 years ago or a little bit more they took away their guns, and now they're going through this where the government is like on top of them, and they can't do anything to actually knock down their tyrannical government. They are afraid that we're going to become just like Australia. And that's one of the issues where many people, many people that are speaking to me about, they want something, you know, the protections to stay there for the Second Amendment. That's one of the things they definitely want. Um, Anything else? Well, you tell me. You know, you tell me what else. Uh Are you talking to me or okay. someone else? Oh, no, 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 no. So speaking to you, I'm so sorry. It's, um, somebody actually texted me, and I, I really told them not to text me at this time. But <laughs> I apologize for that. That's all right. What is the current state of the educational system in Pennsylvania as it relates to mask mandates and also vaccine mandates? What's the current status um, on that? 
it depends upon exactly where in the state you are. There are states that are more liberal, left-leaning, that they want to implement these things, or they are implementing it. Um, but I'm talking about I'm talking is, about Pens- I'm talking about Pennsylvania, the state of Pennsylvania. Where yes, is yes. the governor and the legislature at at mandating mass mandates and mandating vaccines? And if they are, what is your position on both? So far, there hasn't been an actual mandate that I have uh, heard of because I, I mean, it's usually the, it's mostly the businesses in the area doing the mandating. They haven't done a mandate of, of, of what I've heard of. But if they do, I'm definitely against it 100% because the people need to decide, the people choose whether or not. I mean, for years we heard my body, my choice, my body, my choice when it comes to abortion. But this is the same situation. You, you, are, you are to choose your own medical course if you wish to take medical action or not. No one should be forcing you. Did we ever do that to people that had the AIDS virus? Did we say, you must stay there and you stay away from us? We didn't do those things. What's the difference, especially when the rate of survival is 98 point and higher? Right. So this well, this well, is well, where I have an issue. Back up for- Right. Let's back up for a second, because uh, it's very interesting. Today, it came out in the news. Pennsylvania reverses course, will issue mass mandates for K-12 through schools. So that means that the state of Pennsylvania has imposed mass mandates on K-12. through That's first of all. As a result of Pennsylvania imposing mass mandates. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do as a candidate right now to fight against the state of Pennsylvania mass mandate rules for children K through 12? I believe the only thing a person in my situation is bring awareness. There is no need for these mandates. No matter how much they speak about needing the mask, no matter how much they speak about these vaccines, the efficacy of most of these vaccines are less than 50%, 40% at times. I I understand that. How are you going to advocate to reach your potential voters? I'm trying to ask you, what are you going to do to reach out to your voters while you're a candidate to help them, since you're against mass mandates, what are you going to do as a candidate to try to rally people together? Are you going to hold town hall meetings? Are you going to go and speak in front of the state legislature to oppose the mass? What are you going to do as a candidate right now against these mass mandates that you say that you're against? Uh, well, all I can say is, like I said, it's awareness. Where Whoever I speak to, Yes, I can do rallies, I can do all these things, but if the media doesn't cover these things, for the most part, it's as if we're speaking to the wind. We need to speak to the people directly. That's how I do it. Because, okay. yeah, you, it, you'll, you'll be a tippet, a little clip on, uh, on, the, on the news, and that doesn't mean anything. You need to scroll to the people. So how do you reach the millions of people in Pennsylvania on, on this issue that you're against mass mandates as a candidate? <laughs> If you're saying the media is not going to help, how can you do it? Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, um, I don't know if you've seen what happened in 
in Canada with the trucks actually uh, boycotting. That that was spreading straight through on Twitter for days, for days. Boycotting what? what? Boycotting what? They're boycotting um, what's going on in in Canada and they their the mandates and stuff that are going on there. So they did that. They rallied together to get that done. This was done on a grassroots grassroots level where people spoke to each other. Right now, we I go on. Um, social media, and I speak to 40, 50 people, and we coordinate and to speak to more people because the media is not allowing us. Yes, you have your Newsmax and others, but unfortunately, unless you are already named with, with name recognition, they do not really pay attention to you. So, yes, you can keep on trying. You'll, you'll try. I'm not going to give up, of course, mm-hmm. but I see that what's working best right now is that the people in small groups talk to each other we pass it on pass it on pass it on until it becomes something where then we can create a group then we can go up there and make some noise that's really worthwhile instead of one person or two standing and you know and saying we don't want these mass mandates but you're a u.s senate candidate can't you go and speak yes. before the state legislature can't you call up any news outlet as a United States Senate candidate and talk about this issue? Can't you write letters to newspapers, op-eds, editorials to reach more people? Yes, I understand I understand that you're saying that you're reaching out to Twitter, but you're running for U.S. Senator for the whole state of Pennsylvania. No, no, it's not. It's not you're running for – It's part Twitter, yes. Okay. Yeah, because I'm saying even as a candidate – you can go directly to the state legislature that want, that's imposing these mandates and argue for the people. Have you ever considered going to the state legislature as a candidate to argue on behalf of the people? To be honest, I, I didn't even know that was a possibility, <laughs> you know, but that is something that I'll definitely do. I'm not afraid to do that in any shape, manner, form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, as a, you have a lot of latitude as a, a U.S. Senate candidate with the news media and with the legislature, with the whole state. You're a, federal, you're, you're a federal candidate, and your position holds a lot of weight even as a candidate. You, you, you might want to uh, consider, you know, even the people you talk to, mm-hmm. you know, going down to the state house and challenging – these mandates that are imposing on our children. The data does not reflect the imposition of mass mandates. It does not. It does not. It's more political. It's more political. Yes, yes it is. And that's our issue. You're absolutely correct, and I'm glad that you stated earlier that you support my body, my choice, because the state is taking that away. Even the federal government, mm-hmm. who are you to tell me that I must get mandated and vaccinated if I don't agree with vaccinations? Why would a business tell me that I can't go into a business without being vaccinated? No problem. I won't go into that business. I won't go into that restaurant. But exactly. it, 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 it's, it's really gone. Money. Exactly. It's really gone beyond the pale, the authoritarian government that they're trying to impose with this fear of, of a common cold of COVID. If you contract COVID, you have 
a 1.8% chance of dying. That is not even 2%. And to promulgate fear seven days a week, Big Pharma made $35 billion over the past year with the COVID vaccine. And, it's and no one's speaking about the, the therapeutics. And no one's speaking about the therapeutics. If that was the case, if it was about getting everything down to the level of let's, you know, so we can go back to normal, then you would allow all types of medication, therapeutics included, so that the people could be able to make a decision. But why is it that it has to be directly vaccine? Why? When, mm. when the efficacy is not even that great. It makes me wonder what they're putting in that vaccine. Same here. Because they don't tell you. They, they don't advertise what they're putting in that vaccine. They just said, get the COVID shot so you're protected. Now they're coming out with a booster. And most people that have had the vaccine is contracting the Delta virus. Not the only surge, contracting it, but they're, yeah. they're spreading it at a higher rate. Exactly. Exactly. That's why they're trying to push everybody gets getting vaccinated. But for what purpose? Our, I saw a study out the other day, and I posted it, that our natural immune system is 13 times stronger than the Pfizer shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. So it's the same thing. Exactly. And, you know, it's ironic that before COVID, 30 to 40,000 people were dying a year from the flu, and nobody ever say anything about it. Now, COVID is just a common cold, especially when I saw mm-hmm. a report from the uh, uh, the American uh, Medical Association Journal from 1989 that COVID was listed as a common cold. And, and on top of that, uh, it, this, is a, this is a virus that can actually go from a human to an animal. So, even if that's the case that we eradicate it for now in a human being, it will then mutate and go to an animal, and then we will get another mutation. So in other words, the best way to fight this is naturally because you're going to have – I mean, I, they joke around a lot where you say the Delta variant and Zeta variant and because it's going to be ridiculous, and it's going to keep on going and going and going. We don't say that about the flu, but yet – we want to say that about COVID. Exactly. It, it can. You're, we're not going to be able to eradicate it like that. It's not going to happen. You're, you're absolutely correct. You're, you're absolutely correct. What are What is your stance on crime? Uh, I know running for state <laughs> senator. You know you have uh, uh, several big cities. Uh, Philadelphia, Scranton's considered a relatively big. Uh, how is the impact of crime uh, in your state? Oh, it's fairly, fairly horrible. Uh, the crime, it's only gotten worse here. And that's just, you could say that about everywhere. But for the most part, anywhere where you see that it's uh, Democrat strongholds, crime has gotten worse. And then they want to subsidize it with more money, with more people staying home, less people working, it's just going to get even worse, unfortunately. Well, in order to fix crime, you have to go to the sense, the source of it. If you go back to the 1940s, 1950s, 
You don't see this rampant crime. You might see crime, of course, but you didn't see the crime that you see nowadays because there were more fathers in the home. That is the source of crime. When fathers were removed from the home and mothers were subsidized to have children without fathers, that is what increased crime in America. We need to go back to the point where mothers and fathers are in the home. Welfare is not a – we don't subsidize women. I mean, I was speaking to a gentleman. The gentleman said they gave women way too much power, way too much power. What, is, what does that mean? Well, they gave them welfare. So now I don't have the ability to say anything. I don't have the ability to say anything to her because she can just go on welfare and just drop me. And, and it, it, it struck true, which is true. What we need is fathers to be in the home, jobs available for these fathers, and then while they're there, they teach their children how to be in the home and not in the street where their gangs are their family. Mm-hmm. That's how we get rid of the, the crime. That's how, but we have to stop subsidizing it. How are we subsidizing, we're subsidizing crime, you mean? Yes. How are we subsidizing? What do you mean by subsidizing? Right uh, now, I grew up in the ghetto. So when I say they're subsidizing it, I see a man lay down with a woman, have a child. That child, that man does not have to. There is nothing stating that man has to be there because some of these women just said, hey, let me just have a baby so that I could get more welfare money. That's the mentality that they have, and this is from somebody who grew up in the ghetto seeing this, women saying, I could, I, oh, I need my Gucci, so if I have another kid, I, whoa, you know, that's the mentality. The mentality is I don't need to work for it. I don't need a man to be there for me, and I can have more children, and the state will pay for it. Mm-hmm. So that's the mentality. And Now, when those children have no no correction of their father and mother, because you need both. When, the, when you have no structure, then that person goes out to the street to get structure, whether it be blood scripts or whatever it may be. That's the, where they get their structure, and that's where they get their teaching. And if they're teaching them to sh- shoot, steal, lie, kill, then it's exactly what we're going to get. That's why it's being subsidized. That's what I mean. And now, nowadays, even worse. Because they're paying for people to stay home, and and what are you gonna do when you're you're when you're home? Nothing. Well, you go out in the street and you hang out. Right. Sad. What do you think that mm-hmm. we could do to improve poverty? Uh, different types. Do you have any ideas of different types of programs or anything of that nature? Education, number one, education. Um, I I know a lot of people say this, but it's 100% true. If the child is taught to wait till they get married, if the child is taught to get an education, and if the child waits till they get married to have children, then poverty will go down because with two parents in the home, you will then have an ability for that child to learn And once the child learns, then that child will utilize that knowledge to become something. We look at Kobe Bryant. 
Kobe Bryant. I'm sorry, not Kobe Bryant. I, oh, my God. King James. That's what they mm-hmm. call him. He grew up with, if I believe, no father, but yet he is a good father to his children. He has a wife, same woman that he married before. Same, all the children are his. How are his children? And yet he doesn't understand that it's, it's because he's there. That poverty is low. Yes, he plays basketball, but on top of the fact, he's he's showing them how to take that money and invest it, how to use his name to make money. Those are the things that our young young men and women have to learn. They don't learn that in school anymore. It's no longer about finances and structure, arithmetic, reading, writing. Now they have all sorts of crazy stuff going into schools to dumb down the, the schools. Thus, poverty will continue to go up as people are less educated. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Very, very good. Um, if people would like to volunteer uh, to your campaign or donate, can you please share that information uh, with my audience, please? Okay. Uh, currently, the website that I have is not accepting donations. Uh, couldn't get that in, but they could send to the PO box for the time being. But my new website is going to be IsraelForSenate.com, and it should be up and running by Tuesday. But uh, what is it? PO box is the what well, you could send it to PO box four four six one seven eight seven two Shemokin, PA. Um, if you want to um, join my, my team, you can send me letters there. You can send me or through my social media. will be Israel for America. Oh, at Israel for America on Twitter. Um, Look me up, your, and I will yeah. be more than willing to. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, if people want to write you checks, what is the name that they put on the checks? They're going to put Israel for America, Israel for Senate. Also, please share your Gmail or your email address. Uh, Rather, people can email you rather than write you letters or give them that opportunity, if you don't mind sharing your email address. Okay. I just made the the new email today. Give me one second, please. Um, It is, if I'm not mistaken, it's Israel for... Senate at gmail.com. And also, is there a contact number and in case people want to reach out to you and ask questions or talk to you about your positions, do you give out your number for potential constituents? At the present moment, no, because I'm, I'm going to get that number soon. But at the okay. present moment, I don't have a number. But I can, I can um, give you that later on if you can pass it on. Yes, sir. Um, anything else that you would like to share with my audience before we close out? I apologize. I do get nervous when I when I speak. My wife tells me to try, try to learn how to calm down, but I have so much energy at times that it's really hard for me to to compose myself. Um, I am like everyone else. I come from being poor. Still am. I'm not trying to say I'm rich. But I come from being in the ghetto, from a mother that 
worked hard with my stepfather to educate me and said, you can be whatever you want to be. There's no racism. There's nothing that can stop you. What stops you is yourself. So I Mm -hmm. want people to understand, if you want to make something of your life, stop listening to the media and listen to yourself. The three things you need, take care of yourself, learn, and always, always, always try to put other people's um, thoughts and minds ahead so that you know don't do wrong to other people. And you will, and America will be, actually become greater that way. I apologize. Amen. <laughs> I get a little nervous. Amen. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the show. And thank you for wanting to stand up not only for the people of Pennsylvania, but for the American people speaking truth to power, talking about issues that affect all of us on our daily lives. We thank you for being an example, for standing up for all Americans. Thank you, and God bless you. And we wish you the best of luck in your campaign. And thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. Okay. Thank you very much. Good night. You are listening to The Chauncey Show. We're always right, never left. We put God first. In politics, second, we just had in the studio Israel Cruz, former congressional candidate from New York, running for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. He is the people's candidate. He shared with us his humble beginnings, growing up poor in the ghetto, understanding crime and the social dynamics and the poor education that children face every day. He wants to help all children, and that's why he's running for Senate to be a voice for all of those who don't have one. So we thank him and our prayers are with him as he continues his long journey with his campaign. Up next on this Thursday, we're going to have another Pennsylvania candidate running for Congress out of the 5th District, I believe, John Hayes. Uh, he is uh, running for Congress. He's against mass mandates. He's fighting for children as well. And uh, we're going to have him on this Thursday at 6 to 7. So that's going to be an exciting show. You can listen to The Chauncey Show every Tuesday and Thursday on Blog Talk Radio from 6 to 7, every Tuesdays and Thursdays. And after our shows are processed, you can listen to The Chauncey Show on Spreaker. That's Spreaker, The Chauncey Show. And we want to take a moment to thank all of our supporters and our listeners for helping us to continue being a voice for the people by making your donations and contributions. If you're able to, we would appreciate your donations and contributions to PayPal Me The Chauncey Show. That's PayPal Me The Chauncey Show so we can continue being We The People news and commentary. We tell it to you straight. Uh, We're not controlled by big media, big tech, big interest groups. So we have people on our show that tell it like it is. We keep it right, we keep it real, and we're thankful for all of the good candidates that we have on our show, God-fearing people that only want to serve the interests of the people. We thank all of you for tuning in tonight to The Chauncey Show. Remember, you can follow us on Parlor, Gab, Cloud, Hub, The Chauncey Show, Facebook, and on Twitter. You can also follow me, NY Talk Radio Host, New York Talk radio host. I'm on all social media platforms, except I've been restricted from LinkedIn. I guess that's a compliment because I always share truth to power. 
So it will be Lincoln's, LinkedIn's fault not having me because they will no longer get that $60. But we know that the conservative voice is being silenced, and I thank Blog Talk Radio for allowing me to continue to have this platform to speak truth to the American people. Thank you again for tuning in. God bless you all, and until next time, as always, keep the faith. Good night now. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no FAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Don't miss the year-end appliance savings now at Brand Scarf with incredible deals in-store and online. Their best-selling models are in stock and ready to go. So book your one-on-one VIP appointment now. Get exclusive double rebates on select GE Profile and Cafe packages, plus a GE Ultra Fresh front-load washer and dryer pair, priced too low to advertise. Enjoy the year-end savings going on now at Brand Scarf, where it doesn't cost more to get more.